guys this is buddy and we have another question this one is from kobe crunchy in accra his question says christians in music what is secular music if a christian makes music without references to his religion does it make it secular can secular music please god can the holy spirit inspire you to make art that has no religious tag that's a very good question and many other people have asked the same question so it's only right that we um we answer it it's one of the most popular questions yet and and so let's get straight to it what does the word of god say now the question mentions a couple of things i think we should define those things then we can have um, a very meaningful answer christian secular religion and the holy spirit right so let's let's define these these things and then uh, we can we can um make meaning and make most of the answer who is a christian the bible says that a christian is someone who lives like christ okay someone who's accepted christ first of all and lives like christ according to the word of god romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10 gives the formula gives the the way that one can become a christian it says you believe with your heart unto righteousness and you confess with your mouth unto salvation john 3 16 says for god so loved the world that he gave you gave his only begotten son and whosoever believes in him will not perish so it starts with a believing you believe with your heart and then you confess with your mouth all right and it doesn't end there you have to do what the bible says jesus said in matthew 7 21 that not all those who, who say unto me lord lord will enter into the kingdom but those who do the will of my father those who practice the word all right and in any case he had even said in verse 16 of the same matthew 7 that by their fruits you will know them all right so the way to know who a christian is is just by looking at their lifestyle how they live their lives how they relate to people how they um, um conduct themselves basically so a christian is someone who's first accepted jesus and second lives according to the world i think that's clear enough right so secular what does secular mean secular um means worldly or earthly or belonging to the world and the bible um, makes mention of the the words worldly and earthly and belonging to the world a lot all right um so when we say secular music what is secular music that's a second question christians in music what is secular music um secular music refers to any kind of music that approves of a worldly view of life all right and leaves christ out so basically christless music that's well worldly music or any kind of music that approves of what the word of god disapproves or reveals in the pleasures of the world or promotes it right that is secular music and um um colossians chapter 3 verse 5 uh, talks about the things that the things that are earthly and list a couple of them um sexual immorality um which um encompasses everything that from nudity to pornography to fornication adultery anything that any kind of music that promotes these things is worldly or secular all right impurity um impurity here the the word that is used in the um the, the bible the greek word is akathesia akathesia means extravagant and wild living right so like um any any kind of music that would promote extravagant living wild living you know party life <laughs> as they call it right that's circular music all right um, another um, thing that is listed in um, colossians 3 is passion 
or inordinate affection, right? So strong, extreme emotion, so extreme happiness, extreme sadness, strong, extreme emotion. That's inordinate affection, right? So like party songs, songs that you know they have they have no meaning. All all they promote is just joy. <laughs> That's all. You know, you just use it to you know, make yourself happy and all that. Inordinate affect extreme emotions um, um, evil. Another thing that um, Colossians 3:5 mentions is evil. Um, the the word translated evil here is the Greek word kakos, confusion, or you know cacophony, you know, confusion, a lot of noise. Kakos it means troublesome or injurious or destructive or violent, right? So music that promotes violence and confusion and uproars and all that you can categorize them as secular music all right another word um, that is um, used to describe the word earthly or another um, um, description of the word earthly in colossians 3 5 is covetousness greed simple greed have wanting more and more and more and more so any song that promotes greed in any shape or form is secular and in verse 8 of the same Colossians 3, there are other things that are listed the anger, wrath, malice, um, profanity, blasphemy, and, and what's not. So, when we say secular music, we are all we are talking about, or all we are trying to say is music that has a worldly theme and promotes worldliness. Alright? So, it's not just music that omits Christ, it is also music that promotes the, the, the worldly view of life. And, and leaves Christ out ultimately because if Christ is in it, then it's definitely it's definitely not worthy. Alright, and then um, the next question inside um, the question <laughs> is Christians making music without references to their religion doesn't make it secular. When you make music as a Christian and you don't make reference to your religion, doesn't make it secular. So now the question becomes: Is Christianity a religion? Right, because if you're going to refer to um, um, your religion and you're a Christian, then what what stands to reason is that Christianity is a religion. Why is it? Lexically, yes, it is a religion because the the lexical definition of a religion is um, a worldview that that has a set of practices and customs, right? That influences a person's morality or behavior. You know, this is just you know a, a summary of it. And if you look at someone and how they behave, there are certain things that will mark the person out for you to be able to say or conclude that this is a Christian. For instance, someone goes to church every Sunday. It's a custom or it's a practice that the person does. Um, Someone um, reads the Bible. I mean, these things are customs that Christians typically do, right? So in that sense, Christianity is a religion. But actually, according to the Bible, Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a relationship-based uh, um, something. It's, it's a relationship with the Father, um, which, is, which is started by your acceptance of His Son and sealed by the reception of the Holy Spirit. That is, that is what re- um, Christianity is, right? And so ultimately, Christianity is... Um, simply doing whatever God says because you have accepted him and you have accepted his son as the Lord and your personal savior. And the word that the Bible uses you know, when Jesus was teaching on, on how to become, how to um, um, enter into the kingdom, he uses the word born again. 
So the word that we use um, to describe all these things is born again. A Christian is somebody who has been born again. What does born again mean? It means that your spirit has been regenerated by God. Okay, you have been you have been restored to the original purposes for which you were created. And so it's just like natural birth, but in a spiritual sense. So you, you, you become a baby, you grow up to become a child, and then you grow into adulthood, adulthood like that, just as it is in natural life. That's how it is. So a Christian is somebody who's been born again by the word and by the spirit, by the water and by the word. Okay, so um, if you are a Christian, you have a new identity. Okay, so Christianity is first and foremost an identity before it's anything else. It, it transcends your typical definition for religion, right? Christianity is an identity, so it affects every other thing that you do. So, for instance, if you are a singer, you are not a singing Christian. You are a Christian singer. What that means is that when I look at your singing, when I listen to the songs you sing and how you conduct yourself as a singer, I should be able to, just by observation, conclude that you are indeed a Christian. Alright? By your conduct. How would I would I know that you, know, you are a Christian? I'll compare what you are doing with what the Bible says. That's that's the standard. That is the standard. What does the Bible say about your conduct, about your words? If I if I compare that in Italian, then you're a Christian. Same goes for every other profession, whether you're a doctor, nurse, journalist, footballer, whatever it is. Once you claim to be a Christian, then your life will be compared to the word of God. And if it tallies or it matches, then you are indeed a Christian. So Actually, when you're a Christian and you're making music, it's not necessary for you to um, refer to your religion or, you know, be quoting scriptures in your songs. That is not what makes you a Christian because Jesus had already said in Matthew 7, 21, that, I mean, words don't really mean much. What actually matters is that you are living according to the word of God. So, um, Kobe, the answer to this question whether uh, make, make, making reference to your religion or the lack of references to your religion makes your song secular? The answer is no. Alright? You can decide to make references to the fact that you're a Christian. That's fine. But that's not what makes your song a Christian song, gospel song, spiritual song. Alright? Um, in any case, these labels, Christian, gospel, I mean, they are just categorizations made by the music industry. To put people in categories, right? So that when somebody is looking for a certain type of song, it will be easier for the person to find it. That's the reason why we label these things. But, <laughs> and, and it, funny enough, right? The categorization of the gospel industry, what makes a song a gospel song, it's not, it's not the same as what the Bible says. So the fact that you make references to God or the Bible or scriptures, it doesn't make your song a Christian song. It doesn't make your song a spiritual song. It doesn't make your song non-secular. Alright? Um, it, it's either a song that glorifies God or a song that doesn't. And it doesn't matter what you say in it. The Bible is a standard. Okay, so the next question says, so can secular music please God? The answer is no. Simple no. Why? Because the Bible states clearly what pleases God 
Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, Without faith, no man can please God. So regardless of what you are doing, if you are doing it without faith, you cannot please God. Romans 14 23 says, Anything that is not done out of faith is sin. And sin definitely doesn't please God. Alright? So, if what will please God is faith, what is faith? Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. How does faith come? How does one please God then? How do you receive this faith? How do you get a, a hold of this faith so that you can also please God? Romans 10 17 is the answer. It comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. So essentially, faith is a product of the word of God. And so without the word of God, you can't have faith. And without faith, you can't please God. And if the, the song is not based on the word of God or doesn't promote what the word of God promotes or doesn't agree with what the word of God says, then it definitely cannot produce faith and the song cannot please God. Does it make sense? Good. All right. So, um... Can the Holy Spirit inspire you to make art that has no religious tag? Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is God. 1 Corinthians 2.11 says that the Holy Spirit searches the, the mind of God and the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. I mean, your spirit cannot be different from you. In fact, your spirit is your essence. That's who you are. Right? Um, and if, you, if you've been listening to past episodes of this podcast, you would realize that... Um, I've repeated several times that we are spirits. So the Holy Spirit is God, okay? And can he inspire to make art that doesn't have any religious tag? We've dealt with the fact that making references to your religion, in quotes, doesn't make the song non-secular, all right? But then can the Holy Spirit himself inspire you to make art that doesn't have any religious tag? If the Holy Spirit is God, that can God inspire art, first of all? Um, the answer to this question is yes. Actually, God himself is an artist, and it's evident. Because what is art? Art is um, basically anything that um, goes beyond its utilitarian purpose, right? Or it's deeper than just being pragmatic. Um, what am I saying? Art, like something like food, right? Food, what's the use of food? To be eaten, right? But food can become an art in that it is made in such a way that goes beyond its its purpose of being eaten. It looks beautiful and it serves a different purpose other than the just being eaten part. Then it becomes art, right? Um, same goes for poetry. What's poetry? Basically, poetry is just communication language right words string together but the words are stringed together in such a way that they convey a deeper meaning than what is just being said right so a poet can say this is me and this is me may mean so much so you know i have a lot of friends who are spoken word artists Kobe crunchy is a, is a spoken word artist and um those people when they speak you know you really really need to be careful because what they say, uh, Sean and um, Philippa and all these people, when they, when they speak, you don't just take what they say because they may mean something very different, right? Essentially, it's just words. But because um, it has a deeper meaning, it's more than just words. That's art, okay? And if you look at all the things that God did, if you look at the, the skies, for instance, 
the clouds and the horizon and the skies they don't just block ultraviolet rays from the sun from hurting our skin right they are actually beautiful when you look at it it, it looks really nice it's more than just a, a utilitarian something it's 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 really nice right it doesn't just serve the purpose of blocking rays it's also aesthetic it's really nice and you can tell that whoever made this thing must have been an artist right you look at the fishes of the sea and and the the trees and breathtaking landscapes and waterfalls and whoever made this earth must have been an artist because it's not just all these who serve all these things serve purposes but they don't just serve purposes they're also really nice and they, they have deeper meanings than what meets the eye. You know, very recently we are discovering that the things that are in the sea that look like, you know, just things that small, small particles floating, they are actually living things, diatoms. They are actually living things, right? And so it, it makes you suddenly realize that God is an artist. He's not just the creator. Um, um, Revelations 4.11 says God made everything. God created everything and everything was made for his pleasure. You realize that he didn't just create the stuff. You know, he, he made them to convey a deeper meaning than what meets the eye. And if you look at the Bible, if you look at the Bible, how the Bible was written, 2 Timothy 3, um, 16 and 17 says that the Bible was written by men under inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Ah, I know, so we are getting there already. So, they were under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost when they were writing the Bible. So, they were basically just putting down what God was telling them. Okay? And when you look at the Bible, the way it is, the way um, it's written, I can say about three quarters of it is poetry. The, I mean, the, the biggest book, the longest book in the Bible is Psalms. And it is, it's, it's just poetry throughout proverbs ecclesiastes i mean even the prophets the minor and major prophets you look at them and, and it's just poetry it is full of allegories and metaphors and parallels and it's just simply artistic right so you can't just overlook the fact that whoever wrote this thing whoever inspired this thing is artistic so can the holy spirit inspire art yes he can definitely he can inspire us in fact in exodus 31 verse 1 to 3 um when um, moses was instructed to build the tabernacle god spoke to him and he said i have put something on a guy called bezalel and bezalel is is going to be an all-round craftsman he's going to um, um do all sorts of craft and i have put four things on him i've put the spirit of god on him i've put wisdom on him i've put understanding of on him and i've put knowledge on him to make sure that he's able to make art in a certain way all right um so let's look at these these things the spirit of god wisdom understanding and knowledge god said i have filled him with the spirit of god these are some of the things you can use to tell whether or not something is being inspired by the holy spirit whether or not art a certain piece of art is inspired by the holy spirit okay this is what god said he said i've filled him with the spirit of god what is the spirit of god first john 4 2 says that this is how you can tell that a spirit is from god any spirit that bears witness that jesus christ has come in the flesh is of god any spirit that does not bear witness that jesus christ has come in the flesh is not from god that spirit is of the spirit of the antichrist which is in this present world all right and so how you can tell that a certain spirit is of god is that that spirit testifies of jesus in any case jesus said in john 16 when not speaking of the holy spirit he said that when that spirit comes 
and be and comes to live in you, you will glorify me. The spirit will inspire you to glorify me, right? And the spirit of wisdom. Any wisdom has types, okay? Not all wisdom comes from God. I repeat, not all wisdom comes from God. Wisdom is application of knowledge. And not all knowledge is inspired by God or comes from God. There's knowledge that is destructive and there's knowledge that builds up. According to James chapter 3 verse 15, there, there are two types of wisdom. The wisdom that descends from above, which is peaceable and loving and gentle and kind and, you know, is self-controlled and it's, it's without hypocrisy. And then there's a, the, the wisdom that is one of three things, earthly, sensual, or devilish. So if that art points to anything earthly, sensual, or devilish, then that act does not come from the Holy Spirit. It's not inspired by the Holy Spirit. Alright. Understanding. What is understanding? It's a gift from God. Understanding can be obtained by learning. Alright. You can obtain understanding by learning. And you can tell. Art can be learned. Piano and all these things. They can be learned. But there's a certain kind of understanding that comes naturally to certain people that you just cannot learn. There's this guy called Jacob Collier. The guy is just, oh Lord, you know, I'm a musician, right? I'm a voice coach and a music director. That guy is an enigma. When I, whenever I see that guy, I just, I just glorify God. I'm like, whoa, he has a serious understanding of music and harmony. It's very strange. That kind of understanding, you, you don't learn it, right? You don't, it's not something that you just learn. It comes, it's, 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 it's something that comes from above, okay? It comes from the Holy Spirit. And then Second Chronicles 2.13 uh, talks about the fact that um, when when David was building, when Solomon was building the temple, sorry, or when David was commissioning the, the building of the temple, God told him, I'm sending a certain guy to you. I've given him understanding of artwork. So understanding, there is understanding you can get from learning, right? Just simply going for vocal lessons or music lessons. And there's a certain type of understanding that is just natural, alright? That's one way you can tell that this one is inspired by the Holy Spirit. And knowledge. Knowledge um, is basically skill. Knowing how to do something, right? And, and in First Samuel 16, 16, David knew how to play the harp so well that even evil spirits responded. <laughs> okay. And um, um, uh, the last thing that is in um, the, the Exodus 31 verse 1 to 3 is versatility, dynamics. God said, I'm going to give him versatility. I'm going to make him dynamic. So you see, this person who is under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, you can tell that the person is very dynamic. The person is not a, a one-way straight jacket. You know? The person is, is, is versatile. Not just in the sense of being able to do multiple things, but the, the thing is not um, it's trendy. Okay? Uh-huh. Right? And so, basically, this is how you can tell if someone is making art under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And it's not it's not different from what we see in nature, right? In na- nature is very flawless, it's very effortless, and it's yet so beautiful. So then, can the Holy Spirit inspire you to make art without a religious tag? The truth of the matter is that God gave men gifts, alright? And those gifts, when he gives it to you, it's yours. As to how you use those gifts, that's up to you. The Holy Spirit can inspire you to, He can give you um, the gifts of art such that you, you have the flawless ability to just do art. You know, it just comes to you naturally. God gives that gift to a lot of people. 
as to whether you you use it for the glory of God or not, that's that's at your discretion. You can decide to or not to use it. For there are many people who are so gifted, you can't deny that this is natural. This is God-given, right? It's, it's a talent. That's what we call it, a talent. It, it comes to them naturally. God gave it to them. The kind of understanding they display, the kind of... Um, uh, um, what do you call it, knowledge they display, the kind of wisdom they have, the kind of application skill they have concerning that art. It's amazing. It's amazing. And you can't deny that this is natural. This comes from God. But the truth of the matter is that when it comes to the fact where they yield to the Spirit of God and use it to the glory of God, it's up to them. The Bible says in Romans, um, Romans chapter um um, I think it's 11 verse 29 says that the gifts and callings of God is without repentance whether or not you decide to use your gifts for, for God that's up to you but God God doesn't take it back when he gives it to you you can use it so um yeah I think I think all our questions are answered right um, Christians in music what is secular music um, if a Christian makes music without references to his religion doesn't make it secular we've answered that can secular music please god we've answered that can the holy spirit inspire to make art we've just answered that so yes i think that's it but in conclusion right um let me just say this first corinthians 10 31 says in anything you do whether you eat or drink do it to the glory of god in anything you do whatever it is that you do and things as basic as eating and drinking. There's a way to do it that will please God. There's a way to eat pizza and cook that pleases God. There's a way to, to drink water that pleases God. There's a way to eat rice and stew that pleases God. Um, find that way and go that way. Because the Bible says that we were made for His glory. We were made in His image to fill the earth with His glory. Alright, and so no matter what you do, make sure that at the end of the day, you are giving glory to God. You know, when it comes to the issue of music, music is not just something, it's not just rhythm and melody, alright, it goes beyond that. And um, in the Bible, it's clear because whenever music was played, something happened. Many times when music was played, the, the Spirit of God descended. The Spirit of God fell on a certain man of God, like in 2 Kings 3.15, when Elijah was about to come. He said, get me a minstrel. And immediately the minstrel started playing. The Spirit of God fell on him and he started to prophesy. You know, And music conveys messages that shape the mind of listeners. Like um, Andrew Fletcher, the Scottish philosopher, said, let me write the songs of a nation. I don't care who writes his laws. He was making reference to the fact that music has the power to shape a culture even more than laws do. And it's true. Music can incite. I mean, why is it that when we are in a certain mood, we want music that goes with that mood. When we are sad, there's a type of music we want to listen to. When we are happy, there's a type of music we want to listen to. When we are feeling spiritual, there's a type of music we want to listen to. Music is more than just rhythm and melody. It's an energy. It's power. It is able to influence your mind. 
all right and um, Romans 12 verse 2 says don't be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind Galatians 6 7 says God is not mocked whatever a man sows he shall reap he continues to say in verse 8 that when you sow into the flesh you reap corruption if you sow into the spirit you reap eternal life now and so the music and everything that we listen to these are seeds we are sowing into our, our spirits because when when you when a word falls into your spirit it sets you up on your feet to take a certain action Ezekiel 2 2 says that when 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 you when he spoke to me the spirit entered into me and set me upon my feet right so things that enter into our ears don't just enter into our being they enter into our spirit that's why faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of god fear also comes by hearing because the words that we hear whether it is spoken or it's sung or it's wrapped or whatever it enters into our spirit and it creates a force called faith or fear and out of that we act all right and so um if you're a musician and you are listening to me it is always good for you to sow good seeds into the lives of people and it, it goes beyond just um um singing things that do not have a worldly theme because if it has a worldly theme it's secular but also if it doesn't have christ at the center of it it's also secular okay so it is not just um staying away from profanity and staying away from nudity it's not just that is it in accordance with the word of god that is what qualifies it to be non-secular okay um so let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13 to 14 says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. That's verse 13. Verse 14 says that because everything will be brought into judgment, whether good or bad. Look, God is not going to take the gift he's giving you away if you don't use it for his glory. But the truth of the matter is that we were made for his glory. That is the purpose for which we were made. We were made in his image to show off his glory. And if our works are going to be brought to judgment, what a shame it will be that God gave you a gift and he used that gift for everything else apart from using it for his glory. It's going to be such a big big shame. May God have mercy on us all and keep us in his grace. So you can also send in your questions um, askbuddy at gmail.com askbuddy at gmail.com or you can send me a WhatsApp message, voice note, selfie video with your question in it to plus two three three two zero zero eight six four six seven three plus two three three two zero zero eight six four six seven three God bless you so much for listening and we are still in the times of the pandemic so please Make sure you stay at home, um, wash your hands under running water, keep the social distancing protocols, use the hand sanitizers. And um, for those of us who are on lockdown, please stay at home. Don't go out if it's not absolutely necessary. And um, keep praying, keep your faith alive, keep reading the word of God because the word of God has all the answers. I'll see you soon. Take care of yourself. Bye.